When it's all said and done. When the pads are all packed up. The refs have packed away the whistles. And the parking lots are empty. One show with three obsessive fans still want to have their say. And because this is Triple M, and because we really don't give a rat, we say, why the hell not? Please welcome AH, Chris and Rose. We are in for something special tonight. This is the back row. Footy from the cheap seats on Triple M. That's right. This is AH, Chris and Rose from the back row. We're filling in for Roy and HG. Uh, They're coming back next week, though, and you're listening to Triple M 104.9. I'm AH, Kaylee, Chris, Gale. How are you? I'm very well, AH, and I'm still processing two big games in rugby league last night. Mm, yep, I'm processing one of them. <laughs> Weirdly, Penrith's season is still alive, yet the Warriors are on life support, mm. uh, though they're both on 18 points in the competition. So <laughs> Penrith were too good for the Warriors, 34-22 to 22 at the rename Manu Vatavai Stadium. Mm. Great gesture for Manu. Unfortunately, they wouldn't let him actually on the park. <laughs> Benched. <laughs> and in Canberra and uh, Golden Point, the Jolly Green Giants rolled over the St. George Illawarra Dragons slash Steelers, mm. and it was... At halting the decline of the Canberra Empire because it was hail, hail, hail Caesar. Intercept try, <laughs> followed by a 40-20 that keeps the green machine oh, still yeah, in the mix. Oh, yeah, a completely on-purpose 40-20. That wasn't an absolute fluke. I tell you what, sorry, Rose, I'll get to you in a sec, but I'm Fine. fired up. I'm fired up. <laughs> For the first time in a long time, we were the best team on the field yesterday, and we got... It's a cr- Andrew Rose, how you going? I'm good, thank you, AH. I'd like to wish a very happy 29th birthday to the one and only, the notorious Conor McGregor. Oh, he's your boy. I love he's him. your boy. Love him. What a, what a promo tour he's on this week, and I'm loving every minute of it. Yeah, so I'm happy. Shaki Allah, comrades. Uh, look, in this hour, we're going to be talking about Origin, of course. We can't not. We're devastated. How are you feeling? Uh, Liam Flanagan's going to come in for a live chat about the AFL derby. Uh, but up next, Ninja Warrior. Have you been watching it? Have you seen it? It's uh, it's not everything that it was set up to be, and a lot of fans have an idea for how we can make it better. We'll be talking about that after this on Triple M. You. Rock and roll. <laughs> uh, great stuff, Royal Blood. Love them. This is Triple M Sydney, and we're the back row. Uh, we're filling in for Roy and HG. Now, look, Australian Ninja Warrior is quite an uh, exciting thing. We were pumped for it to get it on our screens. Mm. Um, however, I haven't actually got around to seeing it yet. We want to talk about it, but first, cards on the table. I haven't seen it yet because I live in a share house and no one wants to be the one who forks out for a telly because if the rent goes up in a week, then we're all moving out and who wants to carry that around? So could one of you boys, Chris or Rose, take me through the majesty of Australian Ninja Warrior? Firstly, can I just say, you might be the only house in Australia that hasn't watched Ninja Warrior yet because the ratings are huge, correct, Chris? Through the roof. Yes. Origin style. Please fill us in. Look, I think it's a dreadful week to be an Australian because Australian Ninja Warrior is now on our screens, but that's just a personal view. And, mm-hmm. and essentially, the tagline is, two decades, only 10 people have conquered Mount Midoriyama, which is actually located on Cockatoo Island out in Sydney Harbour. <laughs> yes. By the way, Mount Midoriyama does sound like a cocktail, doesn't it? I think, I think it's now been changed to Ninja Island. It's not a Cockatoo Island anymore. It is Ninja Island. <laughs> and uh, look, I, I'm not challenging the format. You know, people almost killing themselves, jumping over obstacles. Sure. It's but, sick, man. It's the best. I love that. But the concern is the commentary team right. isn't delivering, and there's a ground. In what way? Well, th- 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 their pants. 
And, <laughs> and oh, so it's not like a funny like wipeout kind of. Well, look, here's the thing. Ninja There's Warrior, no Schadenfreude. Ninja Warrior started in Japan, and it was all about it was honor. It was respect in, in Ninja Warrior in Japan. There was only about two or three guys ever that had completed the entire Ninja Warrior. Only course. ten in two decades. Right there you go. And then it moved to I can America. Do it I can do it. <laughs> I'd love to see you go, go on Ninja Warrior AH. I would absolutely. I'd almost that. pay to see that. I'd well, stand right. alongside you and cheer you on as you went. Raise the money, boys. <laughs> um, breathe and breathe. <laughs> That's what most families seem to say to yeah. their contestants, as you know, their siblings, as they're in the contest. Breathe, breathe. Um, yeah, See, then, I was a swimmer, so that that way danger could have lied. But anyway, it went to America after Japan, and uh, America kind of Americanized the Ninja Warrior thing. And then mm. what what America did was they they made Wipeout, which was the kind of the comical version of Ninja Warrior, where when you fall down, it's a little bit funnier. Yep. I think uh, the problem with the Australian Ninja Warrior, now, look, it's a popular show. A lot of people are watching the show, but I think once you watch it, you realise that, that it's not, it's a little bit too serious. They're trying to take it like right. serious, like, you know. Is it even slightly camp, like Gladiators was no. originally? No. no, no they're all... The Gladiators was like, it wasn't self-aware of its campiness, at least I don't think so. And then when they tried to reboot it, it was like... Oh, this is gay as hell. Um, we all in a, and it was just like you're trying too hard. Like it was great when it didn't know how gay it was. I'm pretty sure the, the guy named Thunder knew knew how camp it was at the time. The participants. I are, went once as a kid. I loved it. It was very formative. They're essentially legit participants. You know, they're all done Pilates or been in the Olympics, basically. Is there one person that's run that course yet that hasn't built a course in their backyard? Yeah. Everyone's got a backyard dream for Ninja Warrior. Yeah, it was embarrassing. There were two guys who actually built a purpose-built Ninja Warrior gym, mm-hmm. and one of them fell at the second obstacle. It was embarrassing. <laughs> but the concern is about the commentary team, and here's mm-hmm. a perfect storm of people I don't want to hear from. Rebecca Madden, who hosts the AFL footy show, so AFL, AFL. am I interested? AFL. Ben Fordham from 2GB. Ugh. We're really not interested. And a pommy cricketer. Here Freddie Flintoff. Now we're talking. What's wrong with Tubby? <laughs> Tubby would have been great. Yeah, he's good, 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 good. He's got over the obstacle. Great. Terrific. Oh, he's made it over the, it's made over the third jump. Imagine Warney doing it. <laughs> and what we're hearing, I mean, the money probably I mean, wasn't. I well imagine Warney doing it, but imagine Warney <laughs> doing right. Australian Ninja Warrior. I don't think the money was quite there. So there's a groundswell of opinion coming through the Triple M network, the oeuvre, that uh, our very own on assignment in China, Roy and HG, should take over this gig immediately. What do you think, guys? I think it's fantastic what they have done for Australian sport in improving its collective consciousness across the years, Um, what they've done for the lexicon. I'm just curious to know what what the uh, Australian Ninja Warrior linguistic new... uh, uh, What the the tags are? What they would be. So, you know, you've got flat bag... Uh, battered Sav. Hello, Hello boys. boys. Yeah, the show gate. the back door. Shut yeah. the gate. Yeah. Crazy at, date. At the moment, they've got the bomb slider, okay. the warp wall, yep. the ball and chain, a.k.a. the wife, <laughs> and the cargo and loosh. So they really need to up the game. Yeah. But it's not all bad. I mean, you get the sort of the vox pop stuff you see behind the characters. There was a kid on in the third episode who broke his leg on a motorbike, and they showed the compound fracture live on national and, television. Oh, did, like they, did they? Yes, I'm back on board. It's amazing. I love that. It's this really feel-good show about people's dreams and then bang, leg at a right angle, like just out of nowhere. And look, (laughs) if you really, really want to get into this show, it does give you some fantastic experiences. Like I got to see two guys from the Justice crew completely wipe out. (laughs) (laughs) This is Triple M Sydney. 104.9 Triple M. This is the back row. AH, Chris and Rose filling in for Roy and HG this morning. Uh, On a lighter note, because they are, of course, they're away on assignment in China. In their absence, fans have been calling for them to be the uh, commentators on the new Australian Ninja Warrior. Because it's a bit of a flat bag. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's not going well. Uh, and so we thought, why not? One triple three five three. Who would you like to see doing it? I and I hope that he actually isn't listening in his car right now because it's going to look like I'm 
really like brown nosing or whatever. But I reckon Dan Ganane would be great for it. I would listen to Dan Ganane commentate an antiques fair. Oh, he's taking a fall. Yeah. <laughs> he's in the water head first. And I, I, and I will forever love that in the intro to our show, we have Ganane yelling, we are in for something special yeah, tonight. I agree so, yeah, with you. Thanks, That's Sam. what Ninja Warrior needs. Yeah, it'd be superb. Yeah, yeah, but do we have any other suggestions for who might be good? Yeah, I got Rex Mossop, but I'm I'm probably oh, clutching Vale's. at straws there. He would have been magnificent do in this role. Cloud. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my um, Rex Mossop impersonation. Do you want to hear it? <clears throat> oh, God. Hi, I'm Rex Mossop. I hate women and gays. Oh, no. Oh, no. Come on. Good morning, everybody. On, it's a different era. <laughs> An era of hard men and violence and head-high tackles. Yeah, but look, speaking, I miss it. speaking of head-high tackles, um, which brings us back to the topic of rugby league, something, of course, pretty devastating happened on Wednesday, and that was the Blues lost what should have been the, the surest win that we've at least had in recent years. Look, Benny Elias uh, was devastated and had a lot to say about it on um, with uh, Emma Friedman and Gerds while they were filling in for the grill team. Let's listen to what uh, he had to say across that interview. Everyone this morning has been asking me how do I feel. Bloody hell, how, what do you reckon how I feel? Disgraceful, disgusting, disappointed. Yeah. I've run out of bloody excuses for the last decade. I, I, I continue to, after the game and after the series, say, you know, it's going to be next year, it's going to be next year. But I'm having breakfast right now with um, Ciro and Blocker, and mate, they just shake their heads and say, well, I think we give up. Today, I, I just, you know, I'm just sort of, yeah, I've just got no energy left. I feel like I played that game, and I think all our supporters felt the same way. All the expectations were there, and, and it was let down. And I watched the first game like everybody else did, and, and the first half of the second game, mm. and I thought, my God, where did all that Go. Where did it go? I think that's sort of the biggest question that the uh, people of New South Wales have been trying to reflect on. I cried. I was devastated. The exciting thing so about, angry. The exciting thing about that bit of audio from Benny was that he had breakfast with Ciro and Blocker. I mean, <laughs> do you think there would have been a spare seat, Rose, that I would have been able to join <laughs> that meeting of the great 80s Balmain Mines? I don't know. It would have been that fun to be in that conversation. They all sound very sulky, very sad about it. What, what, what you hear in the lilt of Benny's voice is that, like many people, I think that they've finally moved on and they're doing different things in their lives now and that origin is something that relates to a bygone era. Mm. Uh, it wasn't all peaches and cream actually up at Suncorp for Benny. I don't know whether you guys heard this, but he shared a taxi with Brandy Alexander to Suncorp Stadium and the driver said, hey, aren't you Benny Elias? And to Alexander, he said, aren't you Ben Iken? But it, Benny goes, yes, I, he goes, yes, I am Benny Elias. And he stopped the cab and made them get out. Wow. When was this? This is on the way to game three on Wednesday night. <gasps> so, enough. you know, you've got to love that Queensland passion, right? Yeah. So anyway, at halftime when the Blues were down 12-0, Brandy came back into where Benny was sitting and goes, I'm pissed off. And he hesitated and he goes, oh, about the score, not about the taxi. That was fine. <laughs> so I think everybody's moving on. What are you doing with your life post-origin, Rose? Um, look, I, I, I think we're used to this kind of thing. I, I think the thing that kind no, of... Um, this one felt so different. Did it really? 11 out of 12. Yeah, I mean, did it? I mean, we, every year we do this. We lose to Queensland. And we, we keep talking like we got destroyed. Like we, we did confidently well in the first game. There's been a lot of the series in those 12 years where we've come close to winning them. I think we're overreacting by doing this whole... Oh, it's the end. What are we ever going to do? We have the youth in our team in the future. I had to take tickets. Uh, yeah, but every, sorry to interrupt you, but every single origin year, it's about, oh, the future, the future. Don't worry, we've got next year. We've got next year. Where is it? Yeah, but in 2014, when we, ahead. we had the blip on the graph and we won, I was put under uh, high blood pressure medication by my doctor because <laughs> I got too excited. I don't really think I have the capacity to know how to win origin anymore. So yeah. I feel comfortable. I feel relaxed and comfortable right yeah, now. It's, it's familiar. Acceptance. Mm. It's the last stage, isn't it, after anger, denial? That sort of stuff. <laughs> Comfortably numb. Yes. <laughs>
104.9 Triple M. This is the back row. AH, Chris and Rose filling in for Roy and HG on this fine Saturday morning. One of the fine topics that we've been discussing is Australian Ninja Warrior and this bid by fans on social media to get Roy and HG to commentate it. And we wanted to know on one triple three five three who would you choose? Uh, Alfie from North Curley has called in. What's your suggestion, mate? Um, yeah, I reckon HG and Roy and uh, Ray Warren. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh, one of them has fallen in the water. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your lead commentator there, Alfie? Is Ray doing the play-by-play? Uh, yeah, no, it'll be uh, HG and Roy doing that and just Rabs every now and again. Oh, oh Rabs in. could be the roving mic that goes up to them once they're soaking wet and get out of the water. How do you exactly. feel about that run? I, I, I take Ray Warren over Freddie Flintoff any day. Yes. Yeah, it's yep. good. Oh, yeah. and, and it's a good retirement strategy because, let's face it, Ray has said he may not serve out the five years of his recent deal with Channel 9. I think it would be a beautiful way for him to ease out. Beautiful. Alfie, thanks so much for your time. Have a good one. Good morning, Alfie. You too. Triple M rocks. Thanks, Triple M rocks. <laughs> This is Triple M. The back row on 104.9 Triple M. AH, Chris and Rose filling in for Roy and HG. Uh, they'll be back next week. Uh, and we're also joined because there are other sports happening in Sydney. It comes as a shock to me. But here we are. Uh, and so we're joined by Liam Flanagan, who's part of the Triple M AFL call team. Good Liam. morning, back rowers. How are we? Oh, look at, uh, listen, yeah. to that, listen to that controlled sporting voice. Welcome, <laughs> Liam. Uh, <laughs> Liam, it's Chris here. How are you doing? Yeah, good, mate. Good. <laughs> it's Derby Day. You are G- standing in front of him, mate. GWS versus the Swans. Yes. I know you're heading up the call 7 o'clock tonight out at Spotless Stadium. On air 7 o'clock for a 7.25 bounce. It's a big game. Derby number 13. Can you answer one question in opening? Is Spotless Stadium actually spotless? Is it well kept? It is It is a wonderful stadium. They describe it as a boutique stadium. For you guys, it, it would be like Brookie or Leichhardt. It's one of those smaller, oh, right. yeah, more intimate stadiums. Um, hasn't been full a whole heap. You know, the crowd, the following out there, uh, West is, is still building for GWS. Holds about 26,000, uh, but I believe it's almost a sellout tonight. So That's great. It should, should be a decent crowd. Look, I've seen a lot of great sport out there. The Holden Precision Driving Team, Truckosaurus, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but we, the, the Derby sees two teams with differing momentum. GWS are coming off the back-to-back of two ties against yeah. the Cats and the Hawks, which I think was the last time it's happened. Even I wasn't born. And Sydney are now in the eight, <laughs> yes. uh, having won eight of their last nine. Is wow. there a momentum issue here? Uh, yeah, it's an interesting game. Uh, Sydney form team in the comp won eight of their last nine games. And as you mentioned, GWS, it's the last time two teams drew, uh, a team had back-to-back draws was in 1921. That's right. So wow. probably weren't, weren't quite yeah, born. Almost. But, um, yeah, no, the, the momentum swing is, is really interesting at the moment between those two sides. But it's a derby. Momentum doesn't really count for much. These local derbies always mean so much. And the, the you know what the best thing about the derbies now here, here in Sydney is they got rid of the stupid bloody name. Because it used to be called, when they first launched it, when GWS first came in, they tried to call it the Battle of the Bridge. Oh, no. The what? The Battle of the Bridge. Now, up in oh. Queensland, they have the Q clash between the Lions and the Suns. They have the showdown in Adelaide. And they tried to create the Battle of the Bridge. It was the worst name for a derby ever. And they've abandoned it now. It's just the Sydney derby, which it's is right. good. It's too confusing. I mean, we're talking Anzac Bridge, Iron Cove, <laughs> Silverwater, exactly. maybe even the harbour. And there's some big ins for both teams. Uh, the Swans have got their skip back, Josh Kennedy. Yeah, and GW- back in. Stevie Johnson, yeah, former we- Geelong wild man yeah, absolutely. for GWS. No, some yeah, key ins for, for the Giants. They've got Toby Greenback, All-Australian, best and fairest from last year. Stevie J, as you mentioned. Zach Williams has also been a really strong player. Uh, and the Swans get their skipper back, Josh Kennedy, who missed last week. But um, they had a pretty comfortable win without him. So... Look, there's there's a lot of spite in this game as well. Um, Stevie J infamously missed 
uh, GWS's prelim final that they lost to the Bulldogs to miss out on the grand final because he uh, he basically knocked Josh Kennedy out in that prelim final. So there's, mm. there is a real bit of rivalry that has grown in this short history between the two sides. Well, Stevie J was a cat. Yeah, still is. Now, still now Liam, I've got to ask you a question. Yes. You, you might not know this about me, but I, I do the music for the Bulldogs game time, the rugby league team. I did know this about you because you told me just outside the studio before. <laughs> <laughs> He's mentioned Thanks it once for listening twice. to our show, Liam. <laughs> and what, what people don't know is that uh, tonight's derby game, I've actually been roped in to, I guess, guest curate tonight's music oh, for the game. So you've booked Justice again. <laughs> they're, they're still wet after Ninja Warrior. Yeah, that's true. Uh, now, uh, you know, I've been sitting for the last couple of days uh, <laughs> thinking about this and trying to wrap my head around, uh, around a AFL derby as opposed to a rugby league or, yes. or a league derby that I'm mostly used to. Uh, can you help me here? I'm in, I'm in my last couple hours before the game. Is there anything that you think should be going in there musically or go- coming out that, that you see in the game currently? Well, look, I don't know about suggestions for songs. I could... The GWS is generally, you know, it's as I mentioned, it's a boutique stadium, so there's always a pretty, you know, carnival-type feel out there. Right. But there is, the Sydney Swans have something that, uh, I believe there was a petition raised by a member of the Sydney Swans. Oh, this sounds familiar to us here on the back row. This I'm certainly listening. isn't a story that we've touched on before. I'm listening, Liam. Yes. Continue. Uh, <laughs> a bit of um, Sweet Caroline. Right. So how do you feel about the Sweet Caroline played in second quarter by the Swans? Look, I was always pretty indifferent to it. It didn't, you know, I knew that it meant that the second half was about to get underway. It was more of a, you know, an alarm for me to get yeah. ready more than anything <laughs> else. But as, uh, you know, a couple of months ago, there was a petition started by a City Swans member. Yes. Um, I've, I've done a couple of Friday night games with the Melbourne team. And, and when it comes on, they their eyeballs bulge because they, they're like, what the bloody hell are we listening to? Right. Uh, so, look, uh, it might be time to get rid of it. Well, GWS are hosting the game tonight, and I implore you to pay attention at second quarter because I think they have a response in, in hand. That is the ultimate hook tease. He's hooked me forward <laughs> yeah. about 12 hours. Hell yeah. A little I bit was, of radio terminology for you at home. I was uh, subjected myself to more punishment. I went out to FC versus Arsenal. And after a game where they played no music, as we left the ground, sweet Caroline, it's oh. everywhere. <sighs> Look, just one last football question, Liam. Shane Munford and AH, I know you like a bit of a Twitter war. Sure, uh, why not? Okay. Shane Munford has says... Bring it on, and he said in the papers today in terms of being targeted because Sydney have got a reputation for targeting players, playing mm. a bit of mind games. He said, I might send some of them a text so they do target me. If they come after me, it's not going to worry me too much at all. A bit of push-shove before the bounce is okay. you happy with all that? Yeah, look, if I was Shane Mumford, I'd probably tell people to target me as well because he is basically the biggest, most dangerous player in the game. Mm. He's, the, he's the bloke who brings the hurt. So it's essentially, to put it in NRL parlance, it's probably like <laughs> Sam Burgess calling out, um, you know, Cooper Cronk saying, come at me, mate. Like, right. you know, he's he's not in much danger. And, and Cronk would be like, excuse me, sir, I do not believe in violence. And that would be typical Burgess calling out a, a little halfback. Look, uh, Liam, it's great to have you in. I know that your opinion on recruitment matters is also really valuable to us, and you brought home Batchy for Blokes, the podcast, last year. What yeah. about the recruitment of Sophie Monk for The Bachelorette? You happy with that? Absolute must-watch television coming up on there Channel you go. It's going to be amazing. Uh, thanks, Liam Flanagan, part of the Triple M AFL call team, and they'll be on air from 7 o'clock tonight. This is Triple M. <laughs> Filling in for Roy and HG. This is the back row on Triple M with AH, Chris and Rose. Now, look, of course, we had Origin on Wednesday and it was a devastating loss. But something that that upset me equally was witnessing the post-game interviews. Uh, Cameron Munster, um, he, he buggered up completely. And also Billy Slater. He was too intellectual. He went far off track. Because it turns out they actually they actually need to do media training for these interviews. Did you know, did you know about that, boys? 
I had never heard of this. Right. This so, can't be possible. So I sat in with Radio Chaser on Wednesday and they actually managed to get exclusive footage of the media training that players go through in order to prepare for post-match interviews. Hi, welcome to Rugby League Media Training. I am your trainer, Karen. Okay, should we kick it off? So you've just won the game. Oh, really? No, 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 no. You haven't played it yet. We're just role-playing. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, right. No, yeah, I was wondering. Okay. (laughs) So you've just won the game. Brad Fittler's come over. The headphones are on. He's asking you about the win. First, you need to invite our curiosity with an ambiguous intro. What might that sound like? Uh, yeah, nah. Or... Nah, yeah. Great. Now, what kind of game was it? It was a tough game. Correct. How else could you say that? Uh, it was tough at times. Yep. And where was it tough? Out there. Good. Now, you have to commend your teammates. How might you do that? Um, full credit. Full credit to? The team. Try again. Uh, the boys. Full credit to the boys. Great. And you could also say the lads. That's all right these all right. days. But for a full credit, it's best to go with the boys. Yeah, got it. Okay. 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 So you played the game. You got more points than the other team. So what did you do? I won. Okay, well, you didn't win. Oh, sorry. We won. Yeah, but we don't say it like that, do we? Do you remember the right way? Uh, came away with the two points. That's usually what you'd say, but this is origin. Came away with the win. When? In the end. Perfect. What are you thrilled about? The paycheck. Mm, think about the viewers. Oh, uh, thrilled to get to represent and do this for all the folks at home. And where's home? Tamarama. No, not Tamarama. Um, where does your grandma live? I never met her. Right, but where's she from? Oh, Gunnedah. Perfect. Okay, now can we try putting that all together? Oh, okay. <clears throat> uh, yeah, nah, look, uh, it was a tough game and just, yeah, I mean, you know, full credit to the boys. We went out there and put in 110% and we're just, you know, really happy we came away with the win in the end and just thrilled to get to represent and do this for all the folks at home in Gunnedah. Wonderful. Great job. Okay, good luck with tonight uh, and let's book you in again for early March. You'll get a reminder. Okay, thanks. Okay, I'll see you then. Oh, oh wait, wait, actually, yep. are you up to date on scandal response? Probably... Probably be having a big party if you come away with the win in the end tonight. Uh, I've let myself down. I've let my club down. I've let my family down. Okay, great, great. Okay, see ya. Bye. When it's all said and done, when the pads are all packed up, the refs have packed away the whistles, and the parking lots are empty. One show with three obsessive fans still want to have their say. One, two, three, four. And because this is Triple M, and because we really don't give a rat, we say, why the hell not? Rugby League. Please welcome AH, Chris and Rose. We are in for something special tonight. This is the back row. Footy from the cheap seats on Triple M. Yes, that's right. AH, Chris and Rose filling in for Roy and HG. They're going to be back in the sporting probe chair. Oh, you probably don't want a probe chair. Uh, next Ouch. Saturday. Ouch. Well, I mean, it depends on how you prepare for it. I'm AH Kaylee. Chris Gale, how are you going? AH, I'm still riffing on Nathan Cleary's 22 points for the Panthers last night, including three tries, which means he has now scored the most points for a Panther against a Warrior, and his father, Ivan, has scored the most points for a Warrior against a Panther. Crazy. Wow. How cool is that? Interesting little fact. Andrew Rose, how are you? I'm good, thank you, AH. I'd like to take this opportunity to give a shout-out to everyone who's heading to Homebush today because it's going to be a busy one out there tonight. We've got Arsenal FC versus West Sydney Wanderers. We've got the Sydney uh, Swans versus the GWS Derby. And most importantly,
importantly, Disney on Ice presents Frozen. You're looking forward to Frozen? I'm excited. I've got three tickets. Front row. Well, and we'll be chatting about Arsenal a little bit later in the show. uh, And we'll also be asking, we'll also just be chatting about everyone's favourite Saturday morning topic, which is bacon and egg rolls. I I actually have an immense vendetta against most cafes regarding my search for just a standard, basic, honest to God, bacon and egg roll. But right after this, in honour of Origin, we're going to be talking about the worst chokes in sporting history. This is Triple M. Roy and HG will be back next week. However, for now, this is the back row. AH, Chris and Rose filling in for them on Triple M Sydney. And you know what? I uh, would assume that these won't be going up on the Roy and HG podcast. If you are a podcast listener and you think, what am I going to do with that spare time? We have a podcast. It's called The Back Row Catch-Up on iTunes and your favourite podcasting app. Uh, and you can also hear us at 6pm. Well, uh, after the after the match of the day on, on, a, on a Sunday night, is it a bit gauche and vulgar to promote our podcast on the show of two broadcasting legends in their absence? Who's to say? It's a lot gauche and vulgar. Is it a terrible <laughs> idea to do it at the beginning of a talk break where people have just tuned in and have no idea who we are? Mankind has been asking these questions for years. Now... What we have written down to chat about here, and I'm pretty sure it was Origin that prompted the idea, was worst chokes. Now, eagle-eared listeners of our show would know that I did a pretty great one on my coffee a few weeks ago when we, um, I think you, Chris, made a joke about, shall we say, Conrad Hurrell's oral history, perhaps. But that's not the kind of choke that we're talking about, is it, boys? Absolutely not. I mean, I think rather unkindly, Nick Walshaw and the Telegraph suggested that the Blues choked in Origin. And the figures make pretty ugly reading. At half time in the second game, it turned out to be a series of two halves, let alone a game of two halves. New South Wales was ahead a collective 44 points to 10, and in the next game and a half conceded 34 to 6. Mm. Mm. 12 of the 17 players ran for less metres. There was 33 tackle busts to post to 65. Two, only two lie breaks compared to 13. And a 75% completion rate compared to 90. So Walshaw said, I'm sorry, it's choke. And it invokes some of the great sporting chokes in history. What comes top of mind, of course, is the Great White Shark, a personal favourite of rampaging Roy Slavens. Greg Norman blowing a six-shot lead going into the final round of the 96 Masters to Mm. Nick Faldo. The Socceroos attempting to qualify for the World Cup for the first time since 74, led 2-0 against Iran. And then someone who reminds me of Rose, serial pest Peter Hoare ran onto the ground. <laughs> Socceroos conceded two goals in three minutes and no World Cup for them. And that what about New Zealand, hurts. who recently triumphed in the America's Cup? But in 2013, first to nine, they led eight to one. If I could take you to more recent times, last year's Super Bowl, uh, New England Patriots were trailing 25 points against the Atlanta Falcons and went on to win 34 to 28. That has to be one of the most epic chokes in, in Super Bowl history. If I can bring you to even more recent times, there was Knights against the Bulldogs <laughs> last <laughs> Sunday, a game that took probably 25 years off of all of our lives collectively. Oh, well, just Chris and I, because Rose, you're, you're a Bulldogs fan. Yeah, I was happy about it. It made me youthful for the week. Do, yeah. you, do you agree that, that the Blues choked, Chris? Do you think it was a choke? No, no I, I don't agree with that. I think that uh, they were uncomfortable with the situation they found themselves in with 30 minutes to go at Origin 2. Sure. And they went away from their game plan, mm. but it wasn't through lack of effort or it wasn't through powdering or anything like that. It just They got beaten by a Queensland n- nurtured in Melbourne yeah. Origin team yeah. that is one for the ages. Yeah. I'm full of admiration and not a choke in my book. Well, I'll reserve my thoughts on that because I'm still sort of going through therapy to to work them all out. But look, if you have any great chokes that you can think of, uh, obviously keep it PC and keep it rele- relegated to the sporting arena, or or not. If yeah, anyway, one triple three five three greatest chokes, worst chokes, choke, choke, choke. This is Triple M.
104.9 Triple M Sydney, the back row filling in for Roy and HG. So you've got AH Chris and Rose joining you today. We have been talking, inspired by Origin, or apparently not based on the boys' opinions here, uh, about the greatest chokes or the worst chokes, depending on how you look at it, of all time. And we put a call out, one triple three five three for uh for your faves, I guess. So Ben from Penrith, what's yours? Two thousand and one Parramatta Reels. By Ooh. far the best team in the competition. They were miles ahead of everyone else, and they got towed up in that first half by the Newcastle Knights. Joey and Jones got it, didn't he, Ben? Oh, it was all over it. It <laughs> you, was incredible. You an Eels fan? Smith... Oh, no. God, no. I'm a parent of Panthers. Fan. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> so you're dispassionate. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for your time, Ben. Uh, and look, we also have Nick on the line on one triple three five three. Nick, who's your biggest choke? Uh, hey, guys. How you going? Yeah, really Ooh, well, mate. Excellent. Buddy. Awesome, yeah. Um, so mine was uh, last year's NBA Finals. Oh, yeah. It was uh, Golden State Warriors were up uh, 3-1 in the series. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my team, Cleveland, came back and uh, uh-huh. won the series. So, uh, your yeah, team, Cleveland, eh? So that's your yeah, favourite mate. choke because you came out well from it. <laughs> but yeah, in, pretty much. Yeah, I was pretty happy. So, in yeah. fairness, Nick, I mean, it had never been done before. And do you agree with me that the key play was when Draymond Green had a brain explosion and went LeBron in the lower groin region <laughs> and got tossed out of game six? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty um, pretty spicy. But I think because um, when I went to the States and a lot of them were talking up our man Bogut because when he got injured, um, yep. basically like everything under the basket wasn't protected and they just sort of Went in there and uh, destroyed him. We so. all need rim protection, Nick, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my Friday night, honey. No, Nick, thanks so much for your time. Uh, this is Triple M Sydney, where the back row filling in for Roy and HG. And right after this, we're going to be talking about bacon and egg rolls. Triple M Sydney, 104.9. This is the back row filling in for Roy and HG. We're AH Chris and Rose. I'm AH Chris. Say hi, you're Chris. Hi, I'm Chris. Yep. Rose, you're you. Yep, that's me. Cool. Now, look, boys, now that we've done our introductions, I, I need to get something off my chest. And that's, um, uh, so I live in the inner city. It, it's an area that's fancying itself up. But I'm just a, I'm just a Wollongong girl. I grew up in Thoreau in a one-story fibro, never had nothing, never cared for it. And I love a good classic bacon and egg roll. It's the perfect thing on a Saturday. I had one coming up here. In this new trendy cafe culture era that we live in, you cannot go anywhere these days without getting one that's like, oh, spicy chutney, oh, kale, oh, let's get some bloody halloumi on there. But here's the thing, they don't always put it on their menu. This, this segment is for me and me only and I don't care. <laughs> they never put it on the menu that there's going to be spicy tomato relish on my basic bacon and egg roll. And frankly, they need to start doing that so I can make the decision before I order to go to another cafe that isn't funded by ISIS. You'd be in favour of labelling on products and supermarkets. Before anyone makes a joke about ISIS and bacon and how they wouldn't shut up. Okay. <laughs> where, where are you on this issue, Rose? Uh, I agree with AH that there is a lot of uh, fancying up of the bacon and egg rolls these days because it is a Saturday morning and a lot of people need a bacon and egg roll in their life to move on at this time of the day. Um, I, I think the other day we went to a fancy uh, cafe near our house, my partner Zoe and I, and we ordered a bacon and egg roll and it was a bacon and egg bagel. Like there's a hole in yeah. the middle of the roll, all the the egg comes out of the hole. Yeah. Get the hole egg out of there. Egg on bacon, what are you doing? Get, yeah. the, get the hole out of there. I didn't ask for a bacon and egg donut. <laughs> well, I, I had one this morning down at Gazzy's. <laughs> That'd and... be sick, actually. Krispy Kreme or something. Terrible. I'd go for it. Terrible. But it's not what Marketing we're idea. after. It moves on from the cronut. I had one down at Gazzy's down in World Square this morning for what I call... Love Gazzy's. Shout out to Gazzy's. Research. Yeah. And it was brioche. 
Oh. And it had cheese. Okay. Bri- brioche is as far as I'll allow it to go. Brioche is a little bit of like a like adding a sweet treat to it. But beyond that, absolutely not. And do you know what? This to me is uh, cuisine, cultural cuisine gentrification, I'll say, because this is a good working class staple, the kind of thing that I used to eat at bloody netball training every Saturday morning that's now being fancied up. And that to me, if there's not a better metaphor for the inner city, city right now than that, End of the sentence. Okay, so we you, got there. We need to kind of install some kind of law about bacon and egg rolls in this country, right? I have a couple of rules. Go, Chris. Particularly at kids' sport on Saturday, I chose whether to go to my daughter's basketball games based on the quality of the bacon and egg roll. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple. When of- I was a kid, sorry to interrupt you, but when I was a kid, Coromel Public School. Oh, they owned it. Molto bene. Yeah. So basic rules: you've got to have the option of bread or bun. Mm-hmm. Mm. Onions is essential. And please for ca- a bacon and egg roll. 100%. No, you're thinking sausage sizzle, no, no, baby. No, Get the no, hell no, out of my studio. No, 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 no. Onions is essential in my view as an option. Oh, as an option, as okay, an option. Okay. Oh, not, not compulsory. Not foundation, no. right? But cool. most importantly, cater for the whole morning. If the year twelve kids are playing in senior sport, you time your arrival for late in the morning. And if you arrive and they've run out. I mean, come on now. Mm. I, I noticed you put a call out on your Facebook earlier today asking people to be getting a bit of a study before we did this about bacon and egg rolls. A lot of your friends said the sauce is the most important thing. I don't like sauce. I'm not a sauce guy. All my bacon egg rolls, no sauce. So yeah. I disagree with Ro- everyone. Rose lives his life yeah. dry. Yeah, yeah. No if sauce. It, if, if it's not like hard to swallow and getting stuck in his throat, he's not keen for it. Look, That's on it. that note, I'd love to take calls, but I talk for too long about yeah. my bacon and egg roll thing. So sorry. This is Triple M Sydney. <laughs> A.H., Chris and Rose in lieu of Roy and H.G. We usually host the back row on Sunday nights, and today we are here. Now, look, Chris, stuff is happening in um, football, and by that I mean soccer. The round ball game, A.H. The round ball game, yeah. The world game. It is the global phenomenon. Yes. The beautiful game. As I said, I was punishing myself after the Blues got beaten on Wednesday night, so I took myself along with my mate Toby to Sydney FC versus Arsenal. It's what we call an exhibition game, a friendly Arsenal prevailed 2-0. They unveiled Rose, their new signing from Lyon. Lacazette, is that his name? Yes, yes. Yes, correct. There was, there was a lot of new unveiling. The Sydney FC unveiled their new jerseys as well, their new emblem. There was a lot of unveiling going on. It, it, was, it was impressive. He came on and scored a goal in like three minutes or something. He did, yes. Talking about jerseys, Arsenal had this odd sort of black and sort of bright fluoro plink, pink number. Yes, and the Warriors had it on. That sounds awesome. It's like some new colour that's been invented in the labs yeah, or something. Yeah, pink and black. And also Arsenal had this weird like zip up the top front of their thing that they could zip it from like a full body skivvy thing down to a collar. It's Surely very you dangerous. don't want anything sharp or spiky on it. Yeah. Mm. You would think. But Particularly it was... given how injured they get on a soccer field. <laughs> the, yes. This was for ventilation purposes because as everyone noticed, the FC boys were all in long sleeves because they thought they were freezing and Arsenal thought the weather was balmy out there <laughs> at Homebush. But of course, the follow-up fixture... While Rose is attending Frozen at Disney on Ice later this evening, Let is the West, Western Sydney Wanderers are taking on Arsenal in another clash out at Homebush. But uh, the, do us proud, boys. The CEO of Western Sydney Wanderers has been in the press this week because he sent a letter to the members. His name is John Satsimus. And basically, he says the following to the supporters because their supporter group is the RBB, the Red and Black Block. Thank you very much. Notice is hereby given that any of the, should any of these incidents happen this season, 
and including the following. Use of flares or other incendiary devices. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Violence. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Pitch invasion. Yeah. Discriminatory behaviour. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Or acts that constitute a failure to live up to the terms of admission into the venue. Oh, he's get go- over it. He's going to dismantle the block. Now, basically, he's just described the average game for a soccer fan, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, it's pretty yeah. much admission in most cases. <laughs> so, so I think we'll be seeing the demise of the RBB about halftime in the fixture tonight. What do you reckon, guys? I love the Wanderers. I have so much time for like the bad boys and girls of any game. And I love that they have fans who are just, you know, if you won't do what you tell me kind of kind of situation. I love them. I love them so much. I love that they're bringing like actual soccer hooliganism to the country. Here's a little um, sort of interesting way that they've intersected with my life, boys. All about me. Um, my local is actually, it's a Wanderers home venue. It's also a Chelsea and Rangers home venue. So as an Irish woman from the north of, of the island of Ireland, I tend to keep my mouth shut whenever there are Rangers games being played. But um, the Wanderers got booted out by the by my local. They were like, you may never come back because they just caused so much strife. And my local is very dodgy. Like, that's why I go there. It's the dodgiest place on earth. Um, and they were even kicked out of there. The um, admin came back and, like, begged for the, can we come back in now? And finally they were, but under the conditions that they cannot come in if they've been to a game. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've got a deep affection for the Wanderers fans, don't you, Rose? I am a foundation member of Sydney SC. I've supported them since their existence, and I don't what care. Co- what colour is Sydney, Rose? Sky blue. Oh, okay, right, cool. Right. <laughs> Sydney is sky blue. I don't care how cool the Wanderers fans think they are. If you can't abide by the rules, you don't get into the game. So I congratulate. I look forward to watching them all celebrating outside the stadium tonight when they're not allowed in. Yeah, cool. Uh, and oh, yes, we should all follow the rules. And now let's listen to some rock and roll music on the rock and roll station. <laughs> all right. Rock. Triple M Sydney, 104.9, uh, we're the back row, AH, Chris and Rose, filling in for Roy and HG. We're just about done now. Uh, the Saturday NRL will be up next with Gerds, Wendell Hoops and Tony Squires rocking the footy on this lovely Saturday. Um, but you can hear us uh, Sundays, 6pm on Triple M Sydney after the uh, last game of the round. I have been AH Kaylee, Chris Gale, any so, final thoughts? Yes, AH, it's been so nice to be here, but I'm a little disappointed. I was going to rush from here to the Kate Bush Wuthering Heights tribute. <laughs> at Sydney Park, which is a free event, but I've looked in my bag and I've mistakenly packed my babushka gear rather than <laughs> the red dress, so I won't be able to join them. Oh, no. Although I do love that, that chainmail bikini. Chris, uh, Andrew Rose, final thoughts? Well, I'm about to uh, make my way towards the Frozen Disney on Ice performance. Let it go. I'm very excited. But uh, I'd like to uh, tease Sunday night show by saying Anthony Mundine wants to be the New South Wales coach of State of Origin, and I say let's do it. Absolutely. <laughs> I say let's do it. If we can fill in for Roy and HG... He can absolutely <laughs> fill in there. Um, yeah, look, and you can also catch our podcast, The Back Row Catch-Up, on iTunes and your favourite podcasting app if you've loved us that much. We'll see you on Sunday. Have a good one. You've been listening to The Back Row Catch-Up. Hear it live on Triple M Sydney, Sunday night, right after the footy.